You have tuned into the Hot Takes Podcast with Lawrence Henderson, aka Boss, and special guest. Be ready to be inspired, encouraged, and ready to take action. Well, for joining the Hot Takes Podcast with Boss, and today I brought back a familiar voice, a expert, a leader uh, in his own right. Uh, my brother, my friend, my business partner, Kinston Henderson. Woo! Yeah. Yep, you well, already know he's back. <laughs> well, folks, I have a special topic for us today, uh, and it is something that is near and dear to my heart, particularly from the angle of that I was struggling at one point with the understanding of this topic, and I who better to bring in than somebody who I've been walking this long road of life with and, and we've been on parallel paths professionally, spiritually, and emotionally um, as it pertains to doing what we love. Uh, but the topic today is how do you deploy into purpose? Say it one more time for the people out there. How do you deploy into your purpose and Kinston, first, I think where we should start for folks is, what do you believe purpose is? Man, so I, I, I definitely believe purpose is, you know, in simple form is, is really what you've been put on this earth to do. Um, I mean, it's, it's what, you, what you do that your heart, beats it, it even speeds up it's almost like it, it in a relationship you know for the first time with a girlfriend at a young age your heart start palpitating and, and you mm. know you probably experienced that well you know when you met your your, your wife and same thing mm. with me I, I you know I had those butterflies whenever I would you know come in contact with her and but purpose is like that every day like like you know you're you're excited to to go to sleep so you can hear it and wake up to get to it yeah. Um, but you're not, you're not dreading it. You're not fight. You're not, you're no longer fighting it, but you accepted it and, and it's there. And, and, and purpose is really that thing that, that you don't need to be hyped up. You don't need to be motivated to, to do It's That's, you just know that that's it, you know? Yeah. 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 I say, I say in, uh, in my TED talk that if you woke up tomorrow and you never got paid for it, but you wanted to do it anyway. Yeah. Like that's purpose. Like you're walking, like it's the reason why you got up in the first place because you're no, you know, you're about to go walk into what, like you said, what you were born to be and do. Yeah. Well, I would say, Kenson, then if that's purpose, then why are so many people not signing up for it every single day? <laughs> that's easy i mean I, I think the one thing that stands out is uh well a couple things stands out uh fear and money you know okay. fear and resources okay um, okay you know uh you know just just my my particular journey and purpose journey it it takes money it takes resources mm -hmm. to do what i do every day it's entrepreneurship yeah. right um and 
everybody would love to do their purpose without, you know, if money was no, no, uh, no, no object, if money wasn't a necessity, then everybody be doing what they purpose to do. But like I said, there's, there's fear on the other hand of that yeah. as if, you know, what if this is not my purpose, what this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Then, mm -hmm. um, in the entrepreneurship world, that means you're taking a jump into a different career or, um, again, something that you're, you're destined to do, but, uh, the, I don't knows or what ifs, mm -hmm. you know, the, the mental, the mindset piece comes into yeah. play. Yeah. So I'm curious if, if, if fear and resources, because if we're thinking about this from the Maslow hierarchy of need, mm. you know, once, once I have my needs met, then I, I begin towards self-actualization of wanting more to, to be more and to feel purposeful in my life. But if the goal is to be fulfilled, be happy, um, feel like you, you, there's some meaning to your life, then why, our resources and that fear so gripping for people that it literally can steal an entire career from them and they turn around and never realize they've reached anything that they sat out sought out to see that's a case by case per <laughs> basis yeah well, well know, tell, tell me a couple give me a couple so, examples because you said entrepreneurship listen, so you ain't listen. you ain't out selling phone books so, so what, they, what you doing so here's the thing. And so being in HR for, you know, over 14 years before yeah. I made the jump, you know, my eyes was always set on the prize. The prize mm -hmm. was, um, you know, every year, every job I had, I had to make sure that I was getting some type of training and development experience. I had mm -hmm. never been in training and development, even though that's under the HR umbrella. I've played different parts, recruitment to benefits, to employee relations, to HR journalists, but I was never in that training position. And, and so, you know, for me, it was, it was always keep my eye on the prize. Even when there was, there was, there was doubts, there was there like, am I going to ever get here? There was fear like, oh my gosh, I'm in my 13th year of, of HR and I have yet to get into what I went to college for. Mm-hmm. Can I really do it now? Can I make the transition? Yeah. And and so and, and that was in the back of my head. But at yeah. the end of the day, you know, again, every person is different. Their motivation is different. Yeah. Um, you know. So yeah, we're di we're different. But I think you hit on some really key things that I won't let you get off of. Is is the fact that you had your perp, you had a goal, right? Your purpose ultimately can shape, it can guide, it can influence your behavior to where you knew you had a direction, right? And what you had to come to terms with is, do I continue to, one, professionally develop myself when nobody else is offering that to me in a direction of where I feel like I'm being called into, right? Because so many people, because I said, there's people spend a lifetime of work, retire after 30, 40 years at a place and look back and cannot pinpoint any happy moment in their career. And to me, that is insanity. That's insane. Yeah. That is insanity that that can happen to a person. But tell people, I, I really think I want to 
what mindset did you have to have to continue to professionally develop yourself when you weren't even being pushed to? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, (laughs) again, keeping your eye on the prize. You know, daily, you know, some of the jobs I was at where I was sitting in front of a computer screen and, and I just say to myself, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be here, but what am I supposed to learn while I'm here? What am mm-hmm. I supposed to learn while I'm here? And, mm-hmm. um, and again, okay, who do I need to connect with? You know, who am I constantly, who, I, who do I need to stay in touch with? You know, is it getting a mentor, which I got a mentor that was in the field uh, of where I, I felt or I know I, I needed to be at um, and just constantly stay in communication with them. Um, you know, going to different net, HR networking groups and, and, and training groups and making sure I'm learning different things, you know, whether it's on LinkedIn or, you know, just just was always, again, that always intentionally had that in the back of my head while I was in these positions that I, I knew um, I felt I wasn't supposed to be there. But here's the thing. Here's the thing is, is once I, I, I got to purpose and start operating and, and training and moving where I'm supposed to be, I look back at every single job and every single job was intentionally giving me uh, growth and development opportunities that I would use now while walking in purpose. Yeah. And I, and I love how you how you see and what and once you again it and can't stress enough to be present one of the things i heard you say is you were always checking in with yourself and you wasn't you weren't ever in a position where life was just happening to you but you were happening to life and you were intentionally building a network before you needed it you were intentionally looking for those mentors in career fields that you wanted to be in like how often like I can't stand talking to people that say they want to be speakers, they want to be trainers, they want to be coaches, but have not talked to anybody other than me about that process, about that journey. And first question I ask them, who's your mentor? Who's your coach? Who else have you been talking to? What other events have you been going to? Well, I've just been going to the same old, same old. Well, if you keep going to the same old, same old, you're going to keep getting the same old results. Again, back to insanity, yeah. right? I, I know people who have in HR as well, have HR upon HR upon HR certification, but they absolutely hate HR. <laughs> like absolutely, like, like are, when, they, when you say the, the term, the HR to them, it almost looks like they're about to gag because they, they like, they've been, they have such a negative experience in the field that but to your point, Kenson, after 13 years, that's a good chunk of your life, man. Yeah. Some people is like, man, I invested this much time at this business, at this organization, at this place that we might as well stay a little bit longer. But, but, but tell people, because I think there was a point when there was a transition for you when what you were connected to and the purpose that you saw like, what was the turning point for you that you saw was like, okay, I can do this? What was that turning point? Yeah, so again, every every position, so I had four positions, four jobs um, between the different, uh, in those 13 years. 
again, and all nothing that related to training whatsoever. But somehow I found uh, whether it was a volunteer role um, and I was able uh, to do training, but a recent stint um, at, my, at my private, I mean, at, at my uh, last job company, uh, NetJets, where I was uh, given the opportunity to facilitate educational sessions on benefits. And two, two pivotal moments, um, one being, I'll give you the one first, where I was talking to a, a senior leader and they, um, I told them my aspirations of wanting to be uh, in, in training development or development. And I knew, I, again, I felt I knew that I was supposed to be there. Uh, but they said, uh, pretty much at this point in time of your career, that'd be a tough transition. And, and for me in, in life, um, when everyone says that's something you can't do or something you shouldn't do, or um, you should probably think about something else. And you know that it's deep down in your heart that you are supposed to do that thing. Oh, that turned me up. That, 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 that fired me up, so to speak, where I was like, oh, no, we got to do this. Um, but the other situation was really um, after doing a benefits presentation and an uh, uh, older gentleman came up to me. He was, he was like, Kenston, out of my 20-something years of being here, going to different presentations, and including a benefits education, yours kept me awake the entire time, but it was absolutely, <laughs> right, right, kept me up the entire time, but it was absolutely the best presentation I've seen across the company. I was wow. like, benefits exactly and, and it, exactly. but it but it hit me and, it, and it, again it made me reflect back over my career of each time i've been able to present yeah i've always had people come up to me afterwards saying wow like yeah. where did you get trained where did you go to school at what how did you learn to do this how did you learn to do that yeah. oh my gosh can can you help me and but that from that, you know, that one, you know, yeah. that that was like, okay, I need to really start amping up yeah. my intentionality of going towards purpose. Yeah. And and I think and I think what, what you found there and what 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 people in those two instances, right? You had somebody who was giving you some affirming word of what you were feeling, and then somebody who was giving you some some detracting word. Um, and, and again, people communicate with, with other people from a place from where they are and from how they see themselves, right? That, that leader had an opportunity, right? Every leader, every individual contributor, you have two, you have two decisions to make either go in the direction of positive or go in the direction of being a detractor. Right. And in every form of communication, you're either going towards positive and affirming or you're, you're detracting from the situation or you're not adding value. Right. I should say. Right. One added value to you because it it fueled you. Well, the other one fueled you. But what what I would call from the coaching world, it fueled you in a way of of potentially catabolic catabolic energy, which is negative energy, which is fight or flight energy, which is can be used and is necessary when you're in a bind to get a project done and all the rest of that stuff. 
but it should not be used all the time to get you motivated, right? Yeah. But that other one, the affirming one, right? That was the one that, that hit you right at purpose. That hit you at, I feel satisfied. I feel whole training. And so that gave you energy. That gave you more drive versus that other person. All that other person did was like, man, that was like, that was like nitrous fuel in a car to give you a rocket boost. Like, yeah. oh, I'm really about to, I'm really about to show you you wrong, right? And it, it, that's like me with the recruiter telling me that military folks didn't transition well. Right. And you look at me 12 and a half years after being an army officer and you telling me I ain't got nothing left to give. I'm 35 years old and I ain't got nothing else left to give society. Like I've, I've done my best work. Like, are you kidding me? Like, and for me, it, it was encouraging to the extent that it was like, Oh, I'm not about to waste time now. Yeah. Like that was my thing. I'm not wasting any more time. And, and what I would tell people, Kinston, like, what would you encourage? Because again, what you, something you did, even with that negative comment, you didn't let it stall you out, which happens to a lot of people. Like, yeah. can you break down? Like, I know you got past it. I know you got through it, but let's be real. Let's be real. It's called hot takes, humble, open, and transparent. Yeah. Like when you first heard those words, was inspiration really what happened to you? Let's be real. Was inspiration what really happened to you first? It was. It, I mean, honestly, it was. It was like it was like the music that the our Rocky music came on. I the Tiger just just came yeah. on, right? Okay. Because you know different experiences in life where I've been told again, you know, you know, for example, I know this is funny, but you know, for example, I was in church. <laughs> Me and a friend was in church, and we was messing on the piano and the drums, and you know, being a, a young young person at the time it was it was frowned on for you to be in the sanctuary and and to be messing on the, on the piano and, and some adult came in we won't name them names but they came in there and started yelling at us to get off of the instruments they said get off of there you don't need to be on there you don't know how to play and you i'm gonna tell your parents and i was just like wow i was like looking back at it now i was like how else could they have said that but it's okay because I'm going to go home and, and me and my friend did. We got together and we started practicing. <laughs> like we was going to teach ourselves how to play. And, you know, eventually um, in, in some different other scenarios that just says, okay, I look at adversity in the face and I go after it. Okay. Um, and so that, that, so that, that really was my reaction. All right, so for, for the folk, the other the other 99.9% .9 of the people out there that just would have got ticked off and it would have took them a day or two to, yeah. to get over those words, Kenson yeah. is what we aspire to be. He's the role model for, for turning that that energy of negativity into immediate action. And I'm going to be real with you. When that recruiter said what he said to me, I felt some type of way. I'm going to tell you right now because I had in my head I done fought for this country. I done deployed for this country. I done did X, Y, Z, this, that, and the other. And you mean to tell me, you you don't even know me. And that's the word you put over me. And I, I, mean, I, I ain't going to lie, man. I sat with that thing for about a week. Yeah. I sat with that thing for about a week. Like, you got to be kidding me. But one of the things that, that also happened to me in that week was what happens to most people 
we have this thing in our heads, a fundamental attribution error or confirmation bias, where we begin to see things that feed that negative energy. Mm. Yeah. And, well, maybe I ain't good enough, or maybe I shouldn't think that that's the direction I should go in, right? Where you, on the other hand, you, because you have been pacing yourself towards this purposeful life, me coming directly out of the military, having that life and career transition, I didn't know any different. I didn't know any better on this side of life. I was super successful in the army. I knew how to be successful there. I knew how to, what you said, jump back on the horse, start riding that sucker. I knew what to do when I was in uniform. But on this side of life, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have anybody to call and be like, yo, this just got said to me. Like, how do I process this information? Like, should he have said that to me? Should I be feeling this way? And then again, me, me being honest, as a man, you don't tell nobody when you feeling less than. That's not just, that's not something I got taught how to do. That's not something I got taught how to, how to work through. One, by myself. Two, with somebody else. Like, I, that's not something we do. But so, Kenson, when we, when we talk to people about deploying into purpose, what did, what did that deployment, because again, you're in that career field now, entrepreneur, but like every facet of your life is training, is developing people, is coaching, all of that today, your entire life is that. Yeah. How did you begin to take steps and deploy into purpose? Yeah. Um, again, I, you know, again, after those conversations, I, I ramped up and ramped up, meaning I got connected and started positioning myself I started uh, aligning myself with my purpose and so that looked like you know you know a group that we both joined called the, the John Maxwell program of, of speakers coaches and trainers and and getting in that network um, allowed me to meet some some good folks to that were also aligning with their purpose um, and and so uh, it also looked like getting a, another coach, an entrepreneurship coach um, that was already, you know, thriving in that lane, right? So it's, it's taking intentional steps towards launching, right? Um, you know, it, I hate to say it, but it, it was, I was on the job, clocking in and clocking out. After that, it was all about purpose. Everything I did, every networking I, event I went to was all with the intention of launching um, into my purpose. And so <laughs> once we got to those steps, you know, once we, we got it built up, um, then it was on me to pull the trigger. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. Um, yeah, we were one, one of my first job out of uh, – out of the army was, you know, on the HR information system side. So on the HR IT side of things, which I didn't see coming, but through, you know, relationship at church got me in with that first opportunity. And it was similar to the same things. Like I started off super frustrated because I was like, I, and similar to you, I told people what I desired to do and they gave different people gave me, gave me a shot and I found myself different had several speaking opportunities in front of our department and team and it was several times people would come to me and be like Lawrence you, you're not gonna be here long yeah like you did like that's what you're supposed to be doing like but then it was like 
I was like, okay, so help. It was crickets. It was like, well, and, and it was funny, my first mentor, my first, first, first mentor that actually stuck around um, was, I found me through Toastmasters. Um, the organization had a corporate Toastmasters group and the executive sponsor for, for that, um, that group was present. And after it was over, he walked into me and was like, hey, uh, you got a mentor? You got somebody? And I was like, no, sir. And he was like, bet. Meet me. There's going to be our cadence. Half hour. And it was like some of the most powerful 30 minutes meeting with somebody that was just pouring into me. And, and it, it became a reciprocal relationship that I'm so thankful for that happened at that point in my life because it helped feed my existence and, and further affirm and confirm like the direction I was supposed to be on. I was just supposed to be, we're not meant to live life haphazardly and just, you know, again, yeah, I'll wake up and I'll do something. Now nah, we, we, we are like, for lack of a better term, the things that hold a wheel together. And if you don't do your part, you're not operating with your purpose because something's out of alignment if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Somebody, somebody is missing something. Somebody is missing out on something when you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing within an organization, with, within your business or whatever it is. And I would say for all of us, take notes. Kinston is, is dropped little breadcrumbs along this powerful 20 something minutes to, to what you need to do. And to, and one big word he used was have some intentionality about how you live this life. And, and, and that's to me, if you don't get nothing else, be intentional about the actions you take. And so Kinston, if you had to give people just three things to start with, right? Because they may be looking at this thing and it looks like a mountain. Mm -hmm. what, what are three things that people can do to get going? All right. So one, write the vision. Write it down what you feel like you have purpose to do. Um, number two, write on that list who you can connect with that can help you go on the journey. Um, for pursuing and fulfilling purpose uh, that you're put on this earth to do. And number three, go for it. Go for it. Um, it, it won't happen unless you do it. Um, you know, we're the gurus of self-leadership. And mm -hmm. if you're not leading yourself, that means somebody else is leading you. And that means they may be taking you somewhere that you're not supposed to go. And you may be continues to operate in somebody else's purpose when yeah. you were called to do something uh, yourself. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So, so write that vision. You got to write it down. If it's not written, it's not real, right? Number two, you got to connect with the right people in the direction, in the field you want to be in. And then three, you, you got to be a moving target. You can't sit still. You can't stand still. You got to get up and you got to do something with that. Yeah. Right. You got to You got to go after it. Because, again, like like you said, if you're not pulling the wagon, whose wagon are you attached to and who's pulling you? 
alone, right? So we're all intended to be driving our own wagons that are for a greater purpose, bigger than ourselves. So Kenston, I appreciate you, man, for providing again, once again, your expertise, your knowledge, your understanding, your motivation. Um, and again, always giving us something to aspire to be and be, be that person that uses negative or positive and that's, immediately. That's the goal. That's, the, that's that mindset, right? Because it it's like, you know, it's that those I teach about, you know, talk about pattern interruptions is, is we got to be quick to, to those pattern interruptions. Like, don't go there, Kenston. Don't go there. You gotta, I got to talk to myself. Don't go there. That's good stuff. It's a setup. Right. So that's good stuff. I know I'm always excited to be on here with you. Um, and um, excited to talk to your audience. And, but yeah, let's keep keep making the world happen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, hey, thank y'all once again for listening in. And we will be with you about weekly, right? So tune in next time to Hot Takes with Boss and who knows who the next special guest is going to be. All right. Have a great one, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. And remember, actions over ideas always win. Be on the lookout for more episodes coming soon.